0: Today's program is brought to you by the International Culinary Center, offering courses that range from classic French techniques in culinary, pastry, and bread baking, to Italian studies, to management, from culinary technology to food writing from cake making to wine tasting. For more information, visit culinarycenter.com.
1: Hey, 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 I'm Jimmy Carboni from Beer Sessions Radio. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sharp and Hot. I am your host, Chef Emily Peterson, coming to you live from Roberta's Pizza in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Joining me in the studio is Ann, my producer. Hi, Ann. Hey. How are you? I'm all right. How are you doing? I'm great. I have to give a shout out to this fine city's MTA. <laughs> I just had okay. the most I, I'm jinxing myself because I still have to get back to New Jersey via Manhattan. But I met my NYU students this morning for dim sum in Flushing, Queens. So right. I left Represent my house. Queens. We had so much fun. <laughs> I left my house. I took the path train to 14th Street, took the F up to the seven and then took the seven to Flushing for two dollars and 50 cents. I got all, that whole way with no incidents. OK,
2: but what time is this?
0: Um, I left my, let's see, I got on the path train at per uh, eight okay 30. so you're like in rush hour i was like in rush right. hour okay all and right. then so we had dim sum and it was amazing this morning i ate chicken feet and pig's stomach oh, and the pig's Lord. stomach was delicious until one of my students were like it feels like a cat's tongue
2: yeah.
0: and then i could uh, then i like could not think that and mm-hmm. I, I was trying to think of the cookie called the cat's tongue and it didn't work out. Yeah. no it really nope. did feel like a cat's tongue. yeah yeah so, <laughs>
2: okay.
0: but it notes. was flavor wise it was delicious <laughs> okay. so we all ate and the, you know there's 20 students, myself and my colleague and her friend came. Mm-hmm. We ordered whatever we wanted. Every time the cart came by, ordered what we wanted. And the grand total for 20 people to eat was under $200. Wow. It was incredible. Where was this? It was called Jade Asian Dim Sum Palace like- on 39th and Main Avenue or Main Street. Sure. Right yeah. off, the very last stop, mm-hmm. one block north. It was great. Um, and then I got back on the 7, took it to the G. I was nervous because I've lived in Brooklyn. I know to avoid the G, but Mm -hmm. I had no choice. Got on the G, no problem. Got on the L, no problem. And now I'm here. And I'm just like, I can't believe that happened so seamlessly. Yeah, man.
2: Yeah, I get weird about the G now because I take it, you know, Tuesday afternoons to come over here. Mm Um and it, it like never lets me down. And it's weird. It's weird. Because it's, you know, it's just. A, it's a, I mean,
0: when I lived in Prospect Heights, that was the train that you did not take. No, like, you oh, never just, took just the walk, day, but Just it's,
2: walk. It's, it's
0: getting better. <laughs> it's pretty, mm-hmm. I, so big, big thanks to the MTA. I truly appreciate your taking care of me for under $5 today. Amazing. Been, yeah.
2: Amazing.
0: So um, I hosted the debate. At the Javits Center. Yes, you did. Today is the last day of the International Food and Restaurant Show. If you use the code SPEAKER, you can still go for free. I had a great time. I hung out with Keith Beavers, who's the owner of InVino. He's going to come on the show and talk about being an East Village entrepreneur in a couple weeks. And um, Joshua David Stein, who is the food critic for the New York Observer, and he writes for InStyle. And he's like this incredibly prolific writer. Mm -hmm. He's very, very witty, very, very smart. And has a show
2: on Heritage Radio.
0: Has yeah. a show on Heritage Radio. Thank you, Jack. Hi, Jack Inslee. Anytime.
2: <laughs> I'm just here for the plug.
0: <laughs> and we had a really, really great dialogue. So the whole thing was about being... Uh, I was moderating critic versus owner-operator. Right. And they're both super nice guys. I i hadn't met Joshua in person, but I listened to his show. I read a lot of his writing. And I was like, I feel like I know this guy. And I know Keith because we're... Friend inside your head. Right. And okay. Keith and I are friends in <laughs> in actual life. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get these guys to like... Duke it out. Right, right, we right. Had a really great dialogue. They do. And afterwards, Mark said, "You know, you should have recorded that."
2: And I was like, "Did right. you not? No, because I'm like not thinking." Oh man. So
0: I'm gonna. Um, we're gonna try to get Joshua and Keith to come on this show, and we'll kind of relive it because it was a very really, cool m- and get like more in depth and get more in depth, and, and it's just interesting issues. because nine you know for even both of them were like, "Huh, I never really." thought of I mean not that they hadn't thought about how the other one thinks but it was just it was very insightful cool. and fun so yeah, and okay. I want to say thank you to anyone who came to that show and took a card and is now a new listener welcome to sharpen hot hey <laughs> so over the weekend I, I think it was Saturday night I decided I was going to up our hashtag sharpen hot game on Instagram mm-hmm. in the past I have asked people to photograph food of a particular recipe so I've given them the recipe for head cheese or for Kaiserschmarrn this weekend, I was just like, you know what? Let's
2: just see what happens if I just say, what are you cooking? Go wild.
0: People totally posted stuff. Yeah. I was like,
2: huh, it's working. I liked everything on Instagram. All, all of them. I went through it.
0: So there, I have a question about this Instagram thing. There were okay. two people who posted pictures. Mm-hmm. Hashtag sharp and hot. Right. One of them said, this is my roast chicken. The other one said, uh, forget what it was. Okay. But they have no followers or like two followers. Is spam that sophisticated, or are these just people who are? I don't
2: think so. I mean, I have no idea, but my gut says maybe they just—I don't know—maybe they're a little bit voyeuristic, but they wanted to, or maybe they, you know, it could also be somebody who was a listener and wanted to partake in kind of like the sharp and hot challenge and set up an Instagram just account for to that. Do it. Oh, see, it's possible.
0: you're so glass half full. <laughs> and hope like, you're for hire
2: <laughs> I'm
0: like uh, definitely spam man spam sophisticated <laughs> so I commented on, I think definitely one of them both of them to shoot me their preferred mailing address mm-hmm. and I'm going to go to the post office with a stack of books out of my
2: collection so cool well you'll know if they're robots if they don't have I haven't heard mailing back, addresses I haven't heard back from
0: one guys, of them. guys get on
2: it get on it <laughs>
0: and on the book. Um, that being said, I don't have all the books in the world, but I'm totally going to go to like the rummage sale and start just picking out random cookbooks. Mm-hmm. Somebody told me um, my my friend Mike set, sent a picture of burnt toast, and then I said I was sending him a book, and then he sent a picture of himself on fire, and he was like, the book can't get here soon enough. <laughs>
2: okay, I hope that was Photoshop. I'm
0: pretty sure it was Photoshop. Oh. It might not have actually been him. I hope it was. Um, you know, it's funny. It wasn't until just this moment that I realized that
2: my friend might be dying. <laughs> Burns,
0: Mike on fire. Somebody, a somebody, call the out. fire department. <laughs> um, okay, and then that brings me to my bit of bad news I got from my doctor. As I was walking over here, I got a phone call. I, My husband and I went for our annual physicals because now we have health insurance thanks to Obamacare. <laughs> and I had an odd spot on my wrist. And when I Google searched skin cancer on wrist, it right, looked like they liked the spot. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to the doctor. For the first time in... Well, since I had James and Mark had not had a physical since high school. Mm-hmm. And so we went and they drew our blood. <laughs> That's hilarious. It, it was this. This is how bad it was. We didn't know that you had to fast beforehand. So we actually had to go to the doctor on two different days because when we got there, they were like, did you fast? And I said, did mm. we what? And she was like, you have to fast for the cholesterol test. No one told you that you didn't know. Oh, she didn't know. She said you didn't know that.
2: I don't <laughs> feel like that should just be like a known thing.
0: I had no idea. So we had to go home fast and then go back to the doctor and have blood drawn. Right. It's not great news. Break it to us. I have ridiculously high cholesterol, like really, really high cholesterol. And so on the one hand, I'm like, well, duh, I have a bacon, egg and cheese pretty much every morning, except (laughs) it's heritage bacon and the eggs are grown in my backyard. It can't be that bad for Mm. me. So I, th- I literally found this out 10 minutes before we went on air. Right. So I'm a little
2: shaky. <laughs> I think you can got to tell the number.
0: Are you going to do it? I feel okay. like it, it was... People want... Wait, all right, wait, hang on. And talk in the microphone for a second. I have to get my book.
2: Okay. Well, I feel like the other thing is um, about cholesterol, though. It might not necessarily be dietary. So it could just be like your genetic makeup. And maybe we can... So I, some other
0: things I looked it up online and it uh, so my husband is a little mi- irritated that I only wrote down the numbers that are bad because apparently it's a whole picture, not just the bad. Yeah, numbers. you have like
2: good. I, don't, I think like a teacher. I'm like
0: the good kids. I don't have to worry about. It's the bad ones I want to write oh, down. Gosh. OK, so Incorrect. <laughs> are you ready? This is this might be worse than Jolie care when I told her how often I, <laughs> I wash the sheet. It is because I know the number. OK, so <clears throat> the. Your total cholesterol number mm-hmm. is supposed to be between 100 on the low end and 199 on the high end. Right. 245.
2: <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> just hearing it again, like you still just like...
0: So I very... Nice. I, I, so I, I literally... Ten minutes before we went on air, I took the, a moment to Google cholesterol 245 and the very first... The hit that I got mm. was someone saying how it's a whole picture, and it doesn't the individual number. That total number doesn't really mean anything. And right. they use two forty five as an example of an outlier number, right. which means that you're either hemor- your heart is either hemorrhaging or Herculanean. I'm still sitting here, so I'm going to go with B. Let's go Hercules. Let's go. I'm into it. So the other bad number is the bad cholesterol, the LDL. Yeah. And can I just well, say? I feel awesome. like I have aged a decade in the past 48 hours because this was not things that I thought about. Also, I, side note, I got the wrist thing looked at. Not skin cancer, just yes, something. Right. Oh, yeah. And I asked her, Good I said, clarity. well, how do you, how, well, what is it? And she said, it's some serotonin, a teratosis, something. And I was like, well, how do you get it? And she said, mm, age.
2: I was like,
0: okay. It's okay, okay, mm-hmm. it's been a tough day. <laughs> so LDL is supposed to be under 99. Okay one forty six very bad number i know so that means that Mm -hmm. i have to uh do some research i'm curious i have to i have to get this secondary test i think she was saying cv profile but she might have been saying cd profile um where you lie down and you put a you have to fast and then they put a cuff around your wrist and they make sure your arteries are elastic okay so the outcome of that will determine whether or not i am actually hemorrhaging and about to keel over so and you, there may be a job opening in sharpen hot Oops. okay <laughs> i have a you know comfort care profile in my right, health right, right maybe
2: <laughs> bacon just needs to be like relegated to like okay once but a this week this brings maybe, me to i think month. we should get
0: let's get on let's get on the show someone who's an expert in this whole dietary uh is it a dietary thing am i actually going to make any changes with um changing my Bacon intake,
2: I, probably. I feel like at two forty-five, it probably <laughs> will be fair to say that some dietary help will uh, will lower that. But you could just also be naturally, you know, disposed for high, so high uh, Herculean heart, <laughs> heart cholesterol problems.
0: So my son, uh, when he was much younger, they do a liver test on infants. And he had... Um, or an iron test, rather. And he had really, really low iron levels. And the doctor's immediate reaction... And I talked about this on the show when it was happening... Was to put him on an iron supplement. And I was like, can I have 30 days to try with this diet? Yeah. And they were like, sure. So I went home. The kid ate chicken livers and egg yolks every right, day. Right. Within 30 days, he was fixed. Yeah.
2: I think there's always there's always a, a pretty more natural way yeah, to at least approach was... it at first before you go.
0: That was very straightforward. So... Idea. Um... I am going to blame the winter. I'm going to blame my high protein and high fat laden uh, intake on not having the garden up and running. Okay. Um, <laughs> you're being a little judgy. <laughs> judging? No, no. Oh, I'm judging man. myself. I am, complete, right. I am completely Shit. projecting onto you how I am feeling right now. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> scolding myself. <laughs> I am seriously scolding. All right. Okay. So let's see. We are going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to have with us Chef Brian Alberg from the Red Lion Inn, who is a champion of the farm-to-table movement, who can maybe give me some advice on winter vegetable consumption. Excellent.
2: And this one's called Pale Blue by The Landing. This is Heritage Radio Network.
0: Welcome back to Sharp and Hot, everyone. For now, I am your host, Chef Emily Peterson. Unless I keel over in the next forty-five minutes. <laughs> Welcome back, joining us in the studio is Chef Brian Alberg, who is the executive chef of the Red Lion Inn up in the Berkshires. Hi, Brian.
1: Hi. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Oh, you're not that well.
0: <laughs> oh no, I'm. I th- you know. I'm. You hear you have high cholesterol, and I feel like that's because it's been in the media that that's been a bad thing for a long time. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm reacting to. I have the thing that everyone says is bad, but really? my my uh, critical brain and my eater brain and my educated food person brain is like, there's more to the story than what the media says in any story. So I'm going to go do my homework and get back on the treadmill and, uh, which I could, should be on anyway. Um, and we'll see for right. I mean, I feel fine.
1: Oh, well, good luck. You look fine.
0: Thank you. <laughs> so do you. <laughs> So you have been in New York City at a st- doing some um, pop up kitchen type thing at Haven's Kitchen, which is a place where I have taught before, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, we've done a. I think I've done two recently. Okay,
0: and so you bring the taste of the Berkshires down to New York City. Tell us about the Red Lion Inn.
1: Yeah, the Red Lion Inn is a historic hotel. It's been continually operated for you know over 200 years, and uh, it's very rich in community and uh, and therefore, as a function of that, we 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 try to support the local community. So we do a lot with farm to table.
0: So what are you serving in your, and this is a question I get asked all the time in terms of the farm to table. What are you serving in the winter time? Well,
1: I, I constantly have grass fed animals. Mm -hmm. So I get three lambs from Lila's mountain lamb every other week. Um, I get pork um, pretty much on a once every two weeks um, from Raven and boar farm. And uh, you know that, so that that's available all year round. As far as vegetables and things like that, we do a lot of preserving and canning and freezing and smoking, and so we try to uh, extend the season.
0: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, in reading through your bio and your, you know, the work that you've done, you are obviously super passionate and super committed to this. And in the last couple of days, it's come up to me through my students and also through the thing that I did at the Javits Center, this idea that the farm-to-table Movement is a trend, and that there's a sort of greenwashing of things, and that it's easy to be to say that you are farm to table, and I, that just sort of like, like it's not a trend. I don't understand. I
1: don't, I don't think it's a trend. I, I think there's people that jump on the the word ban- bandwagon, right. um, but it's not a trend. I mean, we were doing it for hundreds of years. You know, um, not me personally. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm very old. I have great my cholesterol. cholesterol's great. <laughs>
1: Mine's so bad I had to give my doctor up because I was sick of hearing the news. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's the other solution: is just don't have your cholesterol. Right. I was fine until yesterday. <laughs> until he told you. Right? No, until right. he told me. So, um, who who comes to the Red Line Inn? Like, what is it? uh vaca- Is it a destination? Is it for weddings? Yeah, it's
1: uh, it's a destination. Um, it's you know it's centrally located in the Berkshires. It's got it's just rich in history. Um, it's a lot of families, multi generational families come. Um, And we're trying to make it a little bit more current and a little more um, youth relevant. Uh, So, you know, we're working on food aspects of it and um, some of the packages that we offer. So we're trying to, you know, lower our age demographic.
0: How? What's your ideal age demographic in that regard?
1: Well, I mean, we we already have, I would say, 45 and up. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to get that, you know, late 20 to early 40.
0: Oh, that's us. Yeah, yeah we'll come. <laughs> we'll come. <Perfect>. Sure. <laughs> excellent. It
2: sounds excellent.
0: So I saw that you have a blog and that there's this, you were uh, talking up the ski season. What is there to do? Like, what, you know, I mean, other than go and eat. I mean, I. it sounds wonderful to luxuriate, but give us, like, a picture of what we can expect.
1: Well, at the Red Lion Inn specifically, I mean, we try to market the Berkshires as a yeah. whole um, and as a destination. So, I mean, there's, I have friends that own great restaurants or great chefs locally. Um, but as far as things to do, there, there's skiing, there's uh, museums this time of year. Uh, food is always relevant. Um,
0: I, I mean, I can take a vacation and just focus yeah. on the meals. <laughs> well, I make
1: mine around meals usually, you know, yeah. and I know not everybody does, but, um, even at the inn, we have an awesome outdoor swimming pool that's open all year round. Oh wow! Uh, the rocks around it are actually heated, so the snow doesn't wow, build up. Wow, that's very um, cool. And so that's really cool. That's so there's, awesome. So there's things to do.
0: And there are more. Th- there's more than one restaurant at the inn, right?
1: Yes, there's uh, there's the Lions Den, which is a, a pub downstairs. Mm-hmm. That uh, because of where it's located, we don't really have exhaust, so we do a pub menu of uh, sausages and things that we can steam rather than grill. Uh, so there's, you know, we make three or four local sausages and um, soups, things like that. Awesome. Sandwiches.
0: And you have a new restaurant coming
1: we up. We have a new restaurant that's going to open up in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. Uh, the name of the hotel will be Hotel on North.
0: Now, for people who don't know, how, what's the, you know, <laughs> how close together it is? Uh,
1: Pittsfield is about a half an hour north on Route 7 from from the Red Lion Inn.
0: Okay. And compared to, Bo- like, where is that compared to Boston?
1: We're two, two hours south or two hours west of Boston. Okay. So we're kind of in the middle of you and them. Okay. Um, So we're perfectly located. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we're really excited about this. It's a 43-room boutique hotel. Uh, It's going to be focused on the community as well. Um, It's an old uh, department store building that we're renovating. And the food is going to be kind of like street food with walls. Cool. Um, It's globally uh, inspired and locally sourced. Uh, so, it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: So, how uh, take me through the arc of your career? How do you, like you're describing my ideal job? Like, I, want, I, I don't want to be in a restaurant every day, so minus that part. Okay. <laughs> but the idea of like working with a team of people to build a brand new venture in a pre existing space, because I live in a place where they're building, they're tearing down 600 acres of trees to build a new supermarket when there are three empty supermarkets yeah. within five, a five-mile radius. Yeah. So I'm super into reuse of space and sort of upcycling.
1: We're really focusing on reuse and repurposing. Uh, you know, there's been some design people that we've brought in and helped us with certain things. But there were things that we were adamant about, like lighting for one. There were so many lighting fixtures and so many unique pieces of material to use that we kind of put parameters on what we would buy and what we wouldn't buy. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I was able to reuse all the tin ceilings as backsplashes for certain areas in the restaurant and, um, the old wooden tables we're going to reuse and repurpose. So, so how
0: did your, uh, walk me through how you got to be who you are. You're a graduate of the CIA. Yeah, did I, you grow up in a cooking family?
1: I did not. Um, but I knew early on that I really enjoyed food. I mean, my mom cooked, my dad grilled outside, like most dads I think were, were the <laughs> grill. Um, but I was always just into it, and so when I was fourteen, I started working um, with actually a gentleman named Noble Massey, who recently passed away. He was an instructor at the CIA um, and a certified master chef. So I started out with him, and then apprenticed with a French chef in the Berkshires, and then went to CIA. Uh, straight?
0: You went to CIA straight out of high school? oh
1: uh, yeah. When I was seventeen, actually, I graduated by the time I was nineteen out of CIA, and just kind of worked worked the Berkshires. Did a little time in Westchester, went to uh, Five Diamond Resort in Connecticut, and then migrated back to the Berkshires. So I've been in the Berkshires again now for 12 years.
0: Awesome. And you, are, right I mean, in. you're so obviously passionate about what you do, like just the way you talk about yeah. it. Really obvious. I,
1: I, I mean, I just, I love what I do. Yeah. I love what I do. And I'm very fortunate. I mean, not everybody gets to do what I do, which, so I'm, I'm very blessed, um, but I work hard and, right. uh, you know, it, it's, it's paying off. I mean, it's still... I mean who gets to design their own restaurant? You it's know? amazing. It's cool. With so somebody cool. else's money. Right? <laughs> it's like a bonus. Like, what's so. that?
0: that was a piece of advice yeah. that I got in culinary yeah. school from a chef instructor that I actually really butted heads with. Yeah. He and I just did we were like could not get along and everyone else loved him. And I was like, It's obviously me. I'm the pro- like I'm the problem child here. But he said and I'll never forget, he was like, Don't open a restaurant with your own money. Yeah. No no no. Right. Open a restaurant with somebody else's yeah. money. <laughs> no, it's it,
1: it's great. I mean I love it and I'm. Like I said, I'm very blessed.
0: So I this weekend put in my seed order for the vegetable garden. Mm-hmm. So what is what are you looking forward to as things start to thaw?
1: Well, I'm so looking forward to thaw in general. <laughs> in
0: general. I'm uh, I, I'm like I'm so conflicted because I want one more ski weekend or ski uh, day again. Hey, you just
2: you
1: should. It's, it's, <laughs> <been, laughs> it's been a great year for skiing, and it is winter in the Northeast, and I mean we need to be accepting of it. But you driving down here and as brown as everything was the other day. It made me realize how much I want green. Yeah, you know, so.
0: yeah. The light, the change in uh, daylight savings yeah. time is—I feel like that's like
1: it helps. It that helps. Like, that's when the light switch goes on. You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's going to happen. There's, the a, there's a weeping willow in my doctor's parking lot, actually, that you can see the very first signs of it turning yellow. Like, it's turn-. My husband's yeah. like, no, you're wishing that to happen. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm it. telling you it's there because they are. They're the first thing. And then there's the forsythia and then the cherry, blo- the weeping cherry blossoms start. So I was going to ask you, are you yeah, a ramps yeah, person? Yeah, sure, absolutely. OK, so how do we how do we handle ramps and not just get caught up in the uh, in the in the media frenzy of you ramps? Do and-
1: everything with respect. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's kind of how I look at it. Don't don't yank the plants out of the ground. Cut them above the root system. I mean, use what's usable and leave what's not and let it regrow. So
0: wait, this is fascinating to me. I've always got I get gifted ramps by a hunter friend of mine Mm -hmm. who has his secret patch and is assuring. me. I mean, they come back every year. So he's assuring me that he's harvesting them. But they're always the whole plant. You can just cut the.
1: Yeah, you can cut them.
0: But then you don't get the delicious little bulb you, at the bottom.
1: You, yes, you do. You get it just above the bulb. Just above. Just above okay, it. so if
0: if I happened to know where there were some ramps, yeah, I would just dig down just around come, it and cut mm-hmm. it above the furry part. Sure. There's always something less to learn. I'll tell you, beef stomach in the morning and how to harvest ramps properly in the afternoon. <laughs> I'm so.
1: And just don't take all of them. Yeah. You know? Well, that's yeah. what so we always done. Even if you do done. pull the roots, you know they'll. They regenerate. Right. That's
0: what we've done is we've taken yeah. like no more than 30 percent. Kind of like when like
1: you find a mushroom patch, you mm-hmm. know, or morels, you try not to take all of them.
0: Mm hmm. So. This, see. This is do you do you uh, forage mushrooms?
1: I do very amateurish. You know, I'll do chicken of the woods, hen of the woods, oysters, morels. Um, I stay away from ones that I'm unsure of. Yeah. Smart
0: moves, I'm but... like, I'm horrified by the idea of forage, foraging mushrooms because my mother, I mean, put the fear of God into sure. my brother and I. Like, we weren't even allowed to touch them yep. out in the woods. So now, as an adult in the culinary field, I'm like, I know I'm missing out on something, but yeah. it's like flying. Like, everything in my body is like, do not eat this. <laughs> and we had um, a mushroom forager come on a couple of weeks ago. I'm blanking on her name. She... Uh, Todd. Um... Oh, yes. Ta- Trag Cotter Chad was there. But who brought us the magic, the candy caps? Magic mushrooms? Not the <laughs> magic. I know I almost said that. I wish. No. Yeah. The candy caps in a oh, jar. Sunday Su-
2: No, Mordecai?
0: Yes, Karen Mordecai. Oh, Karen
2: yes. Mordecai, professional
0: Good job. food writer, mushroom handler. I'd never eaten a farge mushroom in my life. Mm-hmm. And she brought them here and opened them and on air was like, Bizarre. here, eat. Really? It tasted
2: like syrup, maple right? syrup. And oh, my awesome.
0: my it was whole cool. everything it like was the weird. next day, my whole body smelled like maple syrup. Like my hair smelled like ma- fingers. Everything it was the, and they were, they were amazing. Yeah, but I'm with you. Fun. Like I'm, I'm yeah. scared to eat mushrooms out in the wild. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. <laughs> Bacon, egg, and cheese every morning. Slow <laughs> like, death. Mushrooms. Fast death. <laughs> 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 I want to die slowly, like normal people. <laughs> okay, so Rance, I um I am obsessed with asparagus. I have a very mm-hmm. large asparagus patch in the garden. Yeah. cannot wait. Cannot wait for that to come up. And um, so you uh, support, t- did you say two and a half to three million dollars of local agriculture?
1: No, 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 no. Oh, I, I wrote said, that I, down wrong. I said between half and three quarters of a million dollars.
0: Oh, half and three yeah. quarters. I just yeah. misunderstood. That's okay. Oh, wow. please. Only half and three quarters. We are a big are you organization. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, but, so half to three quarters of a million dollars into the local agriculture economy. Yeah, and that's, and that's incredible. That's, you
1: know, and that's a, based on... You have food purveyors, uh, coffee roasters, uh, bourbon producers. So it's not mm-hmm. just food, mm-hmm. but it's it's local economy and local things that are produced in the Berkshires.
0: So let me ask you a, a pragmatic question: Are you, do you um, are you using olive oil? Or are you using avocado? Oh, absolutely.
1: We I mean we're conscious of the ingredients that are available to us. I mean mm-hmm. we do live in America, and it is you know the two thousands. So right. I mean, we kind of, <laughs> but we we're we we try to do as much as we can that's
0: yeah I mean and I try to tell people like whatever you can get local you should be getting that's right and it's great because especially you know with the farmer's market season is going to come back to life you can see the people that are getting your money it's
1: relationships and that's what it's all about to us I mean and to me specifically is the The community and the relationships that we have in in that community.
0: I cannot wait to come up to the Red Line, and I'm in my head. I'm going through the weekends like in
1: June. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. I'm making.
1: You guys are going to lower our age demographic.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: we're in. So, oh, I I I need a a weekend of to feel young.
2: (laughs) To feel really,
0: I want to feel like I'm like (laughs) twelve.
2: I feel like the Berkshires are just, there's, like, something, like, just very magic about the Berkshires. Mm-hmm. And I feel like everyone who's up there, like, loves it and never comes back. I have a friend who lives up there who is just, you know, big and just kind of, like, different, like, food community and museums. And she does a bunch of stuff. And it's just, it's so cool. Like, yeah, I just... well, I think, and
1: I think that the, the, a lot of the appeal is that it's so close. So, mm-hmm. you know, people start out in Manhattan and then driving up for the day or the weekend. Right. And then they just realize that, you know, it's really not that far away. So it's, you can live there and still be close to civilization. Close enough, you enough to come
0: back. Hmm. I'm very much looking forward to it. And do you know who is on our show next week? I do. And um, I will ask you, Chef Brian, will you tell everyone how to get in touch with you, your website, your Twitter, your Instagram? Uh, well, uh, assuming you want these people to follow you.
1: Sure. <laughs> We're obviously the Red Lion Inn. Uh, so it's Um It's Chef Brian Alberg on Twitter. It's, uh, I'm not sure <laughs> what's my Instagram. I have a friend here, Angela, who's refusing to be on a mic. Just Brian Alberg on Instagram, <laughs> so. Nice.
0: and you post. I uh, so on the train ride over, I was looking at your haggis style platter. Oh, that bladder. was
1: awesome! I ate at a at Madison Park last night, and the best vegetarian dish I've ever had was a, a roasted celery root inside a pig stomach. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Awesome!
0: I it was I so almost good. accidentally fed my uh, vegetarian <laughs> friend eggs cooked in duck fat because yeah, <laughs> I, I, like, yeah. I was
1: like. It's not oh, meat. You're like, that's meat. You're like that's what you yeah. should do.
2: That's right. Right. <laughs> it's got vegetables in it. Oh, so next week on the show. Yes, so we have uh, Adina Grigor, who um, is the Skin Cleanse author. And then we also have Jimmy Carboni's...
0: Yes, barbecue. His barbecue brisket friend is going to come yes, in and talk so. about being a barbecue champion. I'm super yeah. excited. And you're not going to be here because St. Patrick's Day is like a thing.
2: Yeah, I will be with my family. That's Yay. so exciting. Do yeah. you do the whole <laughs> corned
0: beef, boiled potatoes, that whole thing?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, my mother, you know, puts on, you know, the Clancy Brothers, Tommy, make them. We're old school, <laughs> you know, Queens-Irish family, whatever. So we'll just, we'll be with them. Do you and guys my do a and... corned beef we
1: brisket? Do. We do. do. you
0: brine it yourself? We
1: do. Maybe yeah, we cornered ourselves.
0: I think I'm gonna I, I'm gonna put up a recipe this week for corned beef, but you, Chef Ryan, you're also gonna share a recipe for our listeners, yes. so we yeah. can all cook together some St. Patrick's Day se- themed something, something very cool. And, and, hashtag, um, sharp and hot. hashtag yes, hashtag sharp and hot. And I'm gonna go to the I, I got the new Uline catalog. I'll tell you if you want. To really nerd out on the supplies available <laughs> in the world. Go to Uline.com. Not a sponsor of the show, but email me, chefemily com <laughs> if you want to be. It's like a two inch thick catalog on the thinnest paper. So it's just thousands right? of pages of everything
1: That's crazy. Every supply you
0: could right? ever want. Like wow. traffic cones. And sure. like hazmat suits and bottles for Windex and mailing supplies. <laughs> okay. You can get padded at mailing envelopes last night. I'd had some wine and I was like like wringing my hands over which color padded envelope I was going to get and I think I've decided on silver I feel like that's a nice neutral sharp and hot color
2: hilarious this <laughs> was is he- very important stuff guys look for your silver envelope your silver notes. envelope your
0: custom uh, book play from the Southern Letterpress mm-hmm. wonderful wonderful uh, letterpress organization moving down to New Orleans and uh, I thank them for the thank you cards as well and until next week everybody keep playing with fire and knives sharp sure.